Space. Some regions are vast and empty, other areas we call closets. Fortunately, Kevin from the Container Store has answers. Hmm, right. Kevin, what gives you the power over space? I'd say Alpha Customizable Closets. With free design and Alpha's adjustable shelving and drawers, I can create space in any size closet. Kevin, master of space and closets. Or just Kevin. Plus, right now, save 30% on Alpha and installation and earn up to $500 in credit through February 10th. At the Container Store, where space comes from. Where is that music coming from? Blog Talk Radio. This is the 4FCS Fanatics Radio Show with your hosts, Adam Willey, Preston Adams, Dakota Collins, and Jeff Wigton. And now, here's the show. All right, guys, welcome into the 4FCS Fanatics Preview Radio Show. So far, we just have our one of our other four. That's Jeff Wigton. How you doing, Jeff? I'm good tonight. How are you, Adam? I am pretty good. I'm just trying to get some technical difficulties worked out with our other two hosts. Hopefully, they can join us. Yeah, that could be kind of a boring show if it's just the two of us talking for a couple hours. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That, that would get rid of a couple of our segments in the show and make it about mm-hmm. half as long. Yeah. That's okay, though. I mean, we've got a lot to talk about, you know, with, with the season coming up. So, it, 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 we're, we're good at Phil, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. We could fill that in easily. We could come up with some stuff we could talk about. Yep. So, what, uh, are you ready to do your first host introduction here as we're, as we're getting this uh, underway? Yeah, sure. I'll start us off. So, my name's Adam. I am a freshman now at Heartland Community College before transferring up to North Dakota State University of the Bison next fall. And I've been an FCS fan for my, since NDSU moved up back in, I think it was 06 or 07. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to this season. Looking forward to it not just being pretty much two teams in the race for the championship. So yeah. Yeah, the Missouri Valley this year should be a strong conference, as always. You know, you've got South Dakota State, you know, challenging for the title. You've also got, of course, uh, and of course, we'll, we'll discuss this during the conference previews, but you've got Northern Iowa in there. You know, you never know if there's going to be a dark horse like, uh, you know, Youngstown State creeping in. So, the Missouri Valley, always an exciting conference. Oh, it's always unpredictable, too, because last year, I know there were so many teams we could have had that was supposed to be really good and then ended up not doing so well, like Youngstown or Illinois State. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, then you have Western slip into the playoffs and and then go out to Weber State. So, I mean, go figure. You know, anybody can come up. And and we had, what, five bids in the Missouri Valley last year? Sounds about right. I know it wasn't six. I think it was five, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone can do anything any given day, especially in the Valley. Yeah. yeah, it's always an exciting conference. And, of course, I've been following the Missouri Valley since I was a freshman back in 1992. Uh, I, was a, I was a Western Illinois University student wearing my purple and gold tonight. Um, oh. Of course, that's not the conference that I'm following. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, we're not going to challenge North Dakota State this year, and that's okay. You know, we, it's always going to be exciting football in Macomb, and, 
And, of course, we'll always enjoy, you know, a, a good battle against either, you know, Illinois State, you know, we've got that uh, challenge there in normal this year, or, you know, going up to the Unidome if we have to, you know, it's, it's always a good time in the Valley. Oh, for sure. And technically everyone challenges NDSU and they, they give them their best when they go and play them. So, And I think that that gets them well suited for the playoffs. Oh, for sure. I still remember, I think it was three, four years ago when we came to Macomb and you guys almost upset us. Mm-hmm. I remember going oh, I to that remember game. That. Wow. It went down to the last quarter. I think you guys were up big yeah. at halftime or something like that, and we had to come back in the second half to win it. Well, and they kept chipping away and chipping away, and then finally they, they you know, got the right scores to pass. So, I mean, but, yeah, that was a great game in Michonne, So For sure. Yeah. And I still remember the turning point of that game was the touchdown pass from running back John Crockett to Carson Wentz. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, yeah, that was the I wasn't point. at the game, that game because, of course, I was uh, I was up here. But yeah, no, I remember oh. listening to that on the radio, and, and then of course you go figure you you see these people playing on Sundays now, so it's always oh, you sure. know that, that's another fun thing about the Missouri Valley. You never know who's going to get taken from here. Of course, you could say the same about the Big Sky and Colonial. So you could say that about any conference, really. Right. Right, but I mean, especially when you have these big three conferences, that you know they seem to, you know, they their talent gets noticed, especially with the deeper they if they go into the playoffs. Oh, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So and right. I think Minnesota's got going to have a good strong FCS battery this year. You know, of, of folks that have graduated from from you know the FCS schools, that's going to be a oh, yeah. big part of their offense and their defense this year. Like the Vikings, they have who is it? Wide receiver, Je- I think it's Je- no Wenicky, which is I can't remember his first name. Jake, they have him right now in their practice squad. He should hopefully mm-hmm. move up within the next month or two to their full man roster and do something for them. If it's not this year, yeah. it's within the next couple of years because he's still a top. He'd still be a top FCS receiver this year. No, he, he, some of these kids, you know, that are FCS, I understand that, you know, we're, we might not be the big schools, but, you know, uh, the talent is, is completely there. You know, it's just oh, the course. fact that, that they're playing at a school that's not in the Big Ten or the Big 12 or, you know, the Pac-12. You know, they just happened to, to have gotten into a school where they wanted more playing time. Exactly. Like Carson Wentz, people said he play a weak schedule he's not that good but then he proved that he was that good when he came in his rookie year to the Eagles oh yeah and, and you know it would have been fun to see him last year in the uh in the Super Bowl oh yeah it would but mm-hmm. he proved how tough he was though by finishing that drive when he got hurt and still scoring that mm-hmm. touchdown so that yeah, just proves exactly. that up in North Dakota they are tough well, and they always get the top talent year after year. You know, it's it's a oh. program that you you're not going to get into that program if you're if you're just subpar. You know, you're you're going to work your way into that program, and and you're going to be one of the best of the best. Oh yeah, for sure. Mhm. 
course, the same could be said for James Madison or Eastern Washington, you know. I mean, those have always, those have been traditionally powerful programs the last decade. So, you know, always good to see those, uh, those, those programs as well do well. Oh, for sure. It's always good mm-hmm. to see, like, New Hampshire this year should do well. I'm interested to see how Delaware does. Even Richmond. That's I think I'm Delaware's a dark horse this year, but, but especially uh, when, you, when you're mm-hmm. looking at New Hampshire, you know, they're the strongest team other than the, than the Dukes in the Colonial, you know. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely going to be a team mm-hmm. that's going to challenge up there this year. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, I'm looking forward. I mean, the, the, the conferences that I'm following for the, uh, for the Fanatics this year, you know, I mean, those are even fun conferences to watch. Not, not because, of course, they're going to be, you know, the, the power conferences, but because they're competitive football from week to week. You know, I've got the Pioneer, yeah. I've got the, the NEC, and I've got um, the Big South. And, and that, those are always fun conferences to watch. And I saw State going to rise to, I think, a high, uh, you know, spot in the playoffs. You know, it ought to be a fun year for those teams, too. Oh, for sure. Like, I was mm-hmm. lucky enough to get three of the top conferences in the FCS. Like, I covering the Big Sky, the Valley, the Southland. And then I got stuck with that lower-level Ivy League that no one really pays attention to, but it's good to know stuff about them. Well, and even them, you know, you have got a Princeton or, um, you know, Harvard even did well a couple of years ago, and Penn does well every once in a while. You know, oh. you, you've always got to watch those teams. Yeah, I'd say the biggest game every year in the FCS is probably the game, and that's between Harvard and Yale. <laughs> um yeah, that's always a fun one to watch. You know, it's, that's it, you talk about rivalries in the FCS. That's definitely one that you've always got to keep in mind. You know, just because you know that they're going to come back every year, and they're going to, uh, you know, that, that's always going to be a fun fun game. It's you know, like uh, like um, Packers Bears in in the NFL, or oh. you know, somebody like that. You know, it's it's a rivalry that neither one of those teams wants to lose. You know, exactly. they they want to come out there. They want to they want to put on their A game, or their A plus game in that matter. Exactly, or like uh, Bengals Browns in the NFL. Neither team really wants to lose, but one of them has to. <laughs> well, it is the NFL; they can tie. That's true, <laughs> and typically in that game, it's typically the Bengals on top. Well, the Browns, uh, any game with the Browns is. Mm the other team on top. <laughs> that, that is true. Which this year they might have, a, I think they just added an extra piece that could bring them up. Haven't been following the NFL very much. And I know the Packers are playing tonight. That's my team for the, uh, you know, for or for the pros. But, you know, I, I've even kind of, kind of gone, okay, yeah, I'll start following them. I've been kind of busy with other projects this uh this summer, I haven't really been doing my research there, so maybe I'll start yeah. getting excited about that in September after football, uh, you know, really gets going. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I haven't watched much preseason. I just saw a tweet today saying that Des Bryant got signed by them. Oh, okay. I think it was Des Bryant. Look into that later. Yeah. Huh. 
Well, interesting. Thank you for the tip. As as we're going to have to also fill out our you know our fantasy teams later. Yeah, I've already started doing that. I've already in like eighteen leagues, I think. <laughs> I have no life. Well, I, I think we got that, that works. I think we got our third host. Muted. This mate is this Dakota Collins. Hello, Dakota. Maybe. Hello, Dakota. Still sounds like some technical difficulties there. Yes, it sounds like. Maybe we can get started. Uh, we might have to change up our lineup a little bit. We were going to do Dakota's previews and then yours. Do you want to lead us off, please? I could always lead us off. You know, let's see here. Um, you know what? Let me start here with, let me go over here to the Big South. And, you know, I think, of course, when you're talking about the Big South, of course we're going to be talking about Kennesaw State. And are they going to run the table again this year? Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, probably. I really still think Monmouth getting into the into the playoffs last year was a fluke. And I, you know, you look at the rest of the lineup, you just can't figure out Charleston Southern. That that's your dark horse of the conference. Maybe Gardner Webb. Yeah, probably not. They're probably going to be middle of the pack yeah. as expected. Presbyterian's going to be last, and um, or will it be Campbell? <laughs> You know, Campbell yeah, coming I'd, over from the Pioneer this year. I'd probably go with the Camels on that one. Yeah, I'm thinking you might be right. I have a feeling it will be Campbell coming in from, from the Pioneer League. You know, that's okay. I mean, they're, it's going to be a good uh, – again, it, it, the fun part about that other than the Kennesaw State game should be pretty much, uh, you know, go the Owls way. But the rest of the league's going to be competitive. Uh, other than Presbyterian oh, okay. and, and Campbell, you know, you look at Monmouth, Gardner, Webb, and Charleston Southern. You know, you're going to have a, uh, a chance for any of those teams to win on, on any given weekend. So, yeah, should be good. So then, going over to you know what? Let me take over to the uh, Pioneer League here, just a second. Not thinking I was going to lead off here. Um, Boy, again, you look here at that league, and I was I was looking through my through my notes earlier. Is it going to be San Diego? Is it going to be? Um, is it going to be Drake? Uh, Butler's my dark horse, but you know, you just kind of look at that when you're you're just kind of going. Uh, I think that the. Just a second here. For some reason, that did not load right. Um, technical problems all around today. Um, oh, of course. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I think I think your big game is going to come though October thirteenth against Dayton and, and San Diego. I think uh, that game's in San Diego, and I, of course that's probably going to go San Diego's way. But I think that that's that's your that's your match that that determines the conference this year. I think it's going to be Drake and or uh, Dayton and San Diego there, unless somebody else can can put some losses on San Diego. I I think it's going to go. Um, you know, that conference is going to go to San Diego. And then uh, going back to the – I just took picked up, of course, the Northeast Conference. Can somebody beat Central Connecticut State? They went undefeated last year. 
So, you know, can can somebody beat them? I mean, uh, you've got Sacred Heart, which, which might be a dark horse. Duquesne might be a dark horse there. Um, but, you know, honestly, at this point, I, I think that you're still looking at Central Connecticut State. Yeah, it's true. Your three? Those are my three. All right, so I got four. It's going to be mm-hmm. fun. I just, I'm going to start with the one I just picked up, and that was The Big Sky. And as usual, I got Eastern Washington winning it all. I have them be, winning that conference with one loss, which I think could be to Idaho. I think that will be, if they, I see them losing one game that's to Iowa or Idaho. And then well, who, do you see, yeah. who do you see as your dark horses then? Because frankly, I mean, Idaho, yeah, they're coming out of the FBS. I think that that's a, that that's a good call, but do you think that, do you think that there could be another dark horse there? I have a feeling that we've got a, you know, maybe, maybe another challenge there. I, I, I'm wondering if Eastern Washington is going to run away with this one this year. That's what I'm sort of thinking. Besides that one loss, I see them blowing out every other team. I, I see Idaho being their toughest game. That's just because that's a big-time rivalry game for them. Take away, I, take away Montana, that's a big-time rivalry game. So I see that being their closest game this year. Actually, I'm wondering about that because, you know, when I look at, when I look at that one, that conference – I'm thinking that honestly, Eastern Washington and Northern Arizona on September 8th might be one of their toughest matchups there. I mean, that's their first Big Sky matchup right there. Um, but yeah. honestly, that's probably going to be their toughest matchup. I see that being a closer I'm, one of their of their wins, but I see that still being at least a two score win for them. Well, that will be interesting. The only the only thing that that I think you know helps the lumberjacks out in that case is the games in Flagstaff. Yeah, that's what really helps them out. Mhm. You know, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, Idaho is is playing Eastern Washington. I think in you know at, in Washington, so I think that that helps them out there. But when you look at it, I think that uh, you have. You know, they're, they're two of their toughest matchups are on the road. I think Eastern Washington and Northern Arizona. And then I think you look towards October 13th. And, I, and the reason why I happen to know these games off the top of my head is I've been uh, putting together the schedule for the, the, the nation's toughest college football pool, which not only does the FBS teams, but it does yeah. the FCS teams as well. So, um, But I think Eastern Washington and Weber State, which is going to be in Utah, I, you know, I, those are two tough road games for Eastern Washington. So I think that's going to be a tough conference for them, you know, to repeat this year. I, I If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Eastern Washington. But, you know, I, I think that that's going to be a really tough conference for them this year. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. We may have our third guy. Dakota, are you there? I am here. Can you all hear me? All right. Dakota, would you like to introduce yourself before I keep talking about my – Conferences? Uh, not much to say. I'm Dakota Collins, uh, affiliation Jacksonville State student, uh, currently in Seymour, Tennessee, and covering the OVC SWAC and SOCON. So just get going where y'all left off, I guess. 
The sushi tasting good? It did. Yeah. It did not All last right. long. Wish you could have shared some. <laughs> I don't share, so it's alright. Oh. <laughs> you could always call and have it delivered up here. We I I'll give you my address. <laughs> same here, same here. We'll work we'll work on something. Well, now I see what what we're going to challenge him with a bet. You know, if if for some reason we're betting him, we're going to bet him sushi. (laughs) We'll see about that. (laughs) Well, Adam, you want to go ahead and continue with your conference previews? Dakota, as we're, as we're waiting for Adam to come back up here for us, uh, how long have you been following FCS football? Not as long as probably most people. Um, I followed Jacksonville State off and on, just growing up an hour away from their campus. But ever since I became a student, I've started following FCS a little more closely. And I'm not there yet, but I'm, I know more than I did a few years ago. Well, and that's going to be a fun program to follow this year in the Ohio Valley because you guys are going to probably take the Valley. Yeah. Um, I think we, I think the offense is going to be better than last year. That's really what the Achilles heel was last year. Was, you know, defense was just unstoppable, but the offense could not get anything going. And that's what I think led to the uh, early playoff departure. And so I, I feel like if the offense can get up to speed – where the defense, the defense, I think, is going to have a little bit of drop-off, but not really that much. And I think if the offense can get going, then they can make a run. But it all just depends on how well the offense can get going. As the Clemson transfer, Zarek Cooper, he uh, takes the reins, and you got to replace Rock Thomas. But mm-hmm. I think they can get it done. <laughs> all right, well, now, of course, now – we're, we're we're just fraught with te- uh, technical issues tonight. I see Adam has uh, kind of gone dark on us here. Uh, just a second. Um, well, I'll tell you what. To fill in, uh, so far his first conference preview has uh, Eastern Washington uh, winning the Big <coughs> Sky. Um, okay. And my three previews had. In the Big South, of course, I still have Kennesaw State running the table. Um, yep. In the NEC, I still have Central Connecticut in there, uh, probably, again, mm-hmm. running the table like they did last year. And in the Pioneer, I think it's going to come down to a sub, or to an October matchup between, I think it was Dayton and uh, San Diego in San Diego, and I think that, of course, will lean San Diego's way. Um, are you ready to do your conference previews as we wait for Adam? Might as well. Um, kind of gave away my OVC, but 
prediction already with I think Jacksonville State runs the table in that conference. Um, the now, hardest part for as, me. Who do you see as their main challengers? Um, there's always I feel like there's a game every year that is closer than it should be. Um, they get Austin P early and at home. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go with Austin P. actually. I'm going to go. Hello, hello. Hey. I will. Yep, there he is. There we go. Right. <laughs> You're saying? He was he was doing his Ohio Valley as we were waiting for you. Oh. Oh, this finish. Okay, well, I have Jacksonville State running the table in the OVC, and – he asked me who they're – who I see they're a big challenge. And I'm not going to go Austin P. just because it's early in the season. It's homecoming. But I feel like it's a trap game for JSU. It can either be at Eastern Kentucky or at Murray State. And the reason I say at Eastern Kentucky is it's sandwiched in between Austin P. and Eastern Illinois. And you have homecoming and preview day. So in the middle of those, you go on the road Eastern Kentucky – Midday game, always a tough place. I could see that one being a little closer than usual, but I don't think JSU loses in the OVC this year. I think they keep their streak alive. Um, did y'all do the, did y'all do the whole conference, or just who you think is going to win the conference? Mm, I was going to do probably most of the conference. Well, the hardest part for me was. Who who comes in second? Because Austin P. I feel like the success they had last year is just because no one no one expected it. They came out of absolutely nowhere. So this oh, year, sure. there's a little bit of there's a little bit of worry about Austin P. And they do not have the easiest of schedules either. They start at Georgia, obviously. Then they got to go to Jacksonville State, to Eastern Illinois, but. So they have more winnable games at home. So I feel like they can secure the second spot in the Ohio Valley. And it's going down. I have Jacksonville State, Austin P, Tennessee Martin, uh, Eastern Illinois. And then I have, yeah, this top four up there, JSU, Austin P, Tennessee Martin, and Eastern Illinois to the top four of the OBC. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like Eastern's going to come back up to the top. One of these next, either this year or next year, because well, they were I, pretty good I, a few years ago. And I think when you're looking at that conference, I think he, I think he's got his top three right. Uh, you know, I, I you just always wonder about Eastern Kentucky and Eastern Illinois. Who's gonna? Because there's another one of those yeah. kind of rivalry games right there. You know, that's always a tight game that mm-hmm. Eastern Kentucky and Eastern Illinois matchup. It, and it doesn't matter if they're playing in Kentucky or, or here in Illinois. Um, you know, and then Tennessee State could also sneak in there, you know, r- come up the, the rankings a little bit. So that's always a fun conference to watch as well. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, the Millback Conference is always very competitive. Another conference gets talked down a lot just because it's not as strong. But second to fifth or sixth, I feel like it could be anybody's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gonna finish your predictions, or do you want me to start again? 
Well, the other conference really is, you know, I have the SWAC, so Grambling. Grambling, Alcorn, Winnetou, and then everybody else. Yeah. And then the SoCon, SoCon, SoCon was a little little tougher for me. Um, I eventually went Sanford to finish number one, and then I put Wofford over Furman. I put I dropped Furman to three, and put Wofford number two, and then Sanford to win the conference. And they got three All Americans yeah, coming back. They have their All American quarterback coming back. Mhm. I could see those two being flipped too. So going, back to the, going back to the you know the SWAC. So you're thinking Alcorn State and Grambling in the uh, in the championship in December. Yeah. So who do you think comes out on top? I'm gonna give the nod to Grambling. I gave the nod to Grambling. Yeah. I would agree with you on that. I think that they're going to be a tough team as always. So. It'll be a good it'll be a good matchup and I and I like your choices on that. Oh, for sure. So were those all your conferences, Dakota? I'm sorry. Okay, were those all your conferences? Yeah. Alright. So to continue mine, I had finished the big sky. Weaver stayed at two after to fill you in Dakota, I had Eastern Washington at one sort of running away with the conference, but I could see him still winning a couple of close games, but pretty much blowing out most of them. I see Gage just absolutely dominating that conference. And I got Weber at two. I got Idaho at three. I did have them in Northern Arizona, three and four. They could be interchangeable. Same with Montana. I have those three in the Three, four, and five—all three easily interchangeable. I have Montana State then at six. I think they could do some damage even with a new quarterback coming in after their star starting quarterback sitting out this year due to was it he's sitting out for academics? Was it? Yeah. And then Southern Utah, Sac I have Sacramento State, State at eight. UC Davis at nine. The one I had trouble with was Cal Poly because last year they had so many injuries. They fell to the bottom of the conference. I feel like they could be, possibly be near the top. But I still have them right now near the bottom until they prove otherwise. And then it's just the rest of the conference that no one really pays attention to. You know, and then do you still have Idaho State and Portland State in that one? Yeah, I have them at 11, 12, 13 in that range with Northern Colorado. I think, yeah. And, and let's face it, at that point, it's just who gets beat up the worst. That's what I feel like, too. That's why I, that's why I have Montana State and Tony Utah at 6 and 7, because I feel like they could, they could be really good. If they, but when they play those top schools, they could get beat up and go down like Youngstown State did last year in the Valley after playing in DSU. <clears throat> Alright. So now I see them maybe having five teams in the playoffs. 
I don't well, think obviously Ohio Eastern State. Washington, Weber State, Northern Arizona. Is yeah, Idaho eligible to come back to the playoffs this quick? I think so, since they moved down, mm-hmm. that they can, but if they moved up, they wouldn't be able to. I think that they moved okay. down that they are eligible. And I have possibly Idaho and Montana as well. It would be nice I to see the Grizzlies back in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't see them getting six, but at least four or five I see them getting in. I think your top four are definite. You yeah, know, and you all wonder hard if Southern Utah is going to return to the playoffs this year. What did you say? I said you almost wonder if Southern Utah could, you know, could make a return to the to the conference, you know, uh, playoffs yeah. this year. My top six or, or top seven are very interchangeable, minus Eastern Washington. I feel like two through seven are very interchangeable on records and results and all that. Yeah, I could see that. Again, that's, it, it, it's like what we were talking about with the Missouri Valley, you know, earlier. It's a very competitive yeah. conference. Any given Saturday, mm-hmm. somebody could come out and, and just surprise the heck out of somebody else. Oh, for sure. Anyone mm-hmm. can surprise anyone. Just as Indiana State back in 2014, I think it was, when they came into the Fargo Dome and upset NDSU, or yeah, <laughs> South, or a four and seven South Dakota team who came in to the Fargo Dome back in 2015 and upset. I think it was 2015 or 2016 and upset NDSU, or even Western Illinois who two years ago came just fell short of upsetting them. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about earlier, well, I, anybody yeah, can up and, to and anybody I mean, any given day. You go, you go up to the Fargo Dome. I mean, of course, you know we we play uh, we play them tough. I think that they bring out the best in all the teams in the valley. But you know, again, as we talked about, it, it's 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 a it's a reciprocal matchup. We we strengthen North Dakota, you know, to make deep runs into the playoffs. And I think the thing happened last year with South Dakota State. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so that concludes my Big Sky Conference. I'm going to move on to the lower level of my conference. That's Ivy League. I see Yale winning it again. They have most of the roster coming back from last year. They went 9-1 and one overall last year. I have them doing 9-1, and 8-2, maybe even 10-0 and 0 this year. Then it's pretty much followed by the – I have them followed by Columbia – as I'm going eight and two, Dartmouth at eight and two. I have Penn going seven and three. Harvard, I have anywhere between seven and three and five and six or five and five. That's oh, they only play ten games. Mm-hmm. And then followed by Cornell, Princeton, then Brown. I have them last again this year, but I feel like they can do anything this year. Any team. That league could win it easily. Other than Brown, <laughs> I have to agree. Other than Brown, <laughs> Brown, I think Brown will probably be be close to the bottom of the conference. I think Columbia is kind of the same thing. Um, but again, then you're talking about Harvard. They, they truly are a wild card in that conference. But I think oh, that yeah. you're. Uh, I I think Princeton is always a tough team. Uh, you know, in that conference as, as is Penn. So, but I think that those definitely give Yale a challenge for the top spot in the Ivy as well. Oh, for sure. 
And then I'm going to move on to my next conference. I have a Southland Conference. Actually, for this one, for some of the, most of the teams, I have a little write-up on each one. I'll share some notes that I found on those teams. Sam Houston State, I have them and Nichols both going 11-1. and one. I have Nichols just losing out, just losing to Sam Houston about two or three points, and then I have McNeese beating Sam Houston for their one loss. But Sam Houston State, they've lost three of their top players. I still think they'll be able to come out and still do well in that conference. No matter, and that's coming to a pretty strong conference as well. But mm-hmm. even with losing Briscoe and PJ Hall, I see them coming out and still winning that conference. Maybe even making it quarterfinals, semifinals again. Followed by Nichols again, who I could see them. They win. I could see them going 11 and 1 in the overall, possibly becoming the number one seed. I could see them coming out and taking that top seed in the playoffs. That's how talented their roster is this year. Then, as I'm followed by McNeese, coming to, followed by Central Arkansas. So I could see that those four teams being their four representatives in the playoffs. I think that's, I I think that's a good call. With Possibly a southeastern Louisiana again mixed in. I have them at five. I have Stephen F. Austin at six. Abilene Christian, I have them at seven with Northwestern State at eight. Incarnate Word, I have them at nine. I have them moving up there in this, their standing. Especially after they hired their former off- <coughs> offensive coordinator at Texas Tech. I could see that offense going five games this year. Followed by Lamar at two. They have some they've lost quite a few players since their eight wins even a few years ago, but they're rebuilding. I think in a few years we could see them back near the top. Now it's Houston Baptist just not doing anything in that conference. I don't know. I don't have them winning a game. But you never know. They could win a few games. They could win all those games, for that matter. They could come in and surprise everyone. Neither of them might not go in at 0-12. Yeah, move on nothing to against it. I, I would be happy if they beat Lamar or even Incarnate Word. Oh, I'd be happy if they won one game. Mm-hmm. Some of these things I don't. I could see them not winning any games, and I'd be happy if they just won their one. Yeah, and but you definitely have the, you definitely have a strong four in that. I think it's going to be hard for Southeastern Louisiana to get the wins that they need to get to the playoff, yeah. uh, running through that gauntlet because they're going to pretty much you oh, know sure. you know if they could upset a couple of those teams, I think that that's a possibility. But they've got they've got their work cut out for them, especially with Sam Houston State and Nichols State. Oh, for sure, I could see them doing anything there. That conference, those those top four teams are pretty much, I think, locks for the playoffs. Then, I think if Southeast Louisiana does well this year, I could see them possibly getting in. But other than that, I don't see anyone else getting into the playoffs. 
in that conference. And that will move me on to the conference everyone's been waiting to hear about, the Missouri Valley. Of course, I got the defending national champs, NDSU at number one. I have them finishing anywhere between ten and, or nine and two and eleven and zero. I could see those who do you, two other than maybe team. South Dakota State. Who do you have beating them? I have Northern Iowa. I think they're. I think they have a good chance this year. I could see them coming in. We play them at Northern Iowa. So that's always a tough game. I could see them upsetting us again this year, like they did a few years ago at their place. But I think they could do well and hopefully come and beat us. Well, not hopefully, but. I can see them coming in and beating us. Then I think the other loss could be probably South Dakota State or maybe Western. I think Western could surprise some people this year. I think that if they – I'll be happy if Western makes it to 500 this year. I'll be honest. You know, I don't know that we've got a strong enough quarterback to challenge, you know, North North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Northern Iowa – you know, that's, that's always a tough game. I mean, especially oh, – yeah. I, I need to look at my schedule, but, you know, especially if we have to play them in the Unidome, oh, yeah, yikes. That's a house of horrors. I mean, we've done well yeah, there it in the is. past, but that can be a house of horrors. Yeah, you know, I think I – well, look at this schedule. I think you guys do play them at the Unidome. Let me double-check quick. I got it up right here. I think it's our year to play up in Cedar, Cedar Falls, so, yeah. No, you're playing at home. Yes. There's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) There is a chance. See, it looks like you only have, see, three, four, six of your 11, let's see, six of your 11 games you have on the road. Yeah. So, once again, Mm -hmm. you guys have a tough road schedule. We always do. um, Look where we play. That's true. You play. You know, at it's hard to get teams. You play in Bozeman. Mm-hmm. I see you guys upsetting University of Illinois down here in Champaign. Oh, I would so love that. I would love to see you guys beat up on Ruffy Smith. Well, and you know what? We almost did that the last time we were in Champaign. We took him into the fourth quarter. I remember that. Mm hmm. Yeah, then, we took them to the fourth quarter. And then we've got have, the Grizzlies at home. Yep. You guys play Young that, at home. That's going to be a game that I'm excited about. I mean, I'm not going to be able to see it because of my, my work schedule, but that's a game I'm excited, you know, to see, you know, in a, you know when it comes around. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean. how good you guys really are. Mm-hmm. But then to have Montana – uh, to have Montana here is better than to have them in Montana. That's you know, that's, that's, a, that's a tremendous home field advantage up there. Oh, no kidding. And then, so, but then we've got Youngstown State home. at home for homecoming. But that's so all that's going to be a, be a win. Yeah. And then and we come over to normal. And, and then you have to come here to normal. 
Yeah, but it's hard unless you, you unless we schedule game? Missouri State to, to have a, a game that we know we're going to win, or Indiana State. Yeah, it looks like you guys scheduled both of them, so you should win at least two games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or hopefully at least four. I have you guys at the worst only winning four. That's Indiana State, Missouri State, Southern, and U of I. That's at the worst. Yeah. Well, and I think we can take out South Dakota, too. I mean, yeah, I know that's in Vermilion, but they're, you know, I think that that's a game that Western should be able to win. Yeah, I I see them. That's one of the games I saw them winning. Because South Dakota, they're going to be tough again this year, I think, but they just lost their star quarterback. Chris Dribbley now in Canada. So who knows how good their backup really is, but you never know. Yeah, and I, I keep reading how Southern Illinois is going to be, you know, going to be a bit better than they have been in the past. I still think we can win that one. And, of course, we've got Indiana State at the end, too. So I think we've got those last three games, you know, yeah. on paper at least. So four of the last five, yeah, I think we can do that. But I, mean, I don't think we're going to be. I don't think we're going to oh, be only six going into the last five. Mhm. Mhm. Your toughest in that one, I think, is going to be Northern Iowa in your last five games. Yeah, uh, you know, and and again, thank goodness, as you pointed out, that game's in Macomb. So. Yeah. So I think if you guys are on the bubble to get into the playoffs, and you win four of your last five games, that, in my opinion, that should put you guys in. Yeah, it really it truly depends on how we do against Youngstown State and Illinois State. I think. Yeah, or even Montana. Are you yeah, Montana there. I mean, and I think we could be. I think we could be a bubble team, but you know, again, depending on how strong Montana is, you know, you keep reading all the talent yeah. that they've got up there. Same with Montana State. Depends on how strong they are. Mm-hmm. They're still, I think, trying to figure out their quarterback situation. Oh, darn. Over <laughs> <laughs> well, helped out a few teams in the Valley. Yeah, but, because Montana State's got a couple games, you know, against the Valley, don't we? I think that that's pretty much their yeah. off. Uh, they got, mm-hmm. I think it's at least two. I think they got both Western and South Dakota State. Uh, let's see I here. Remember correctly. Well, no, they got I'm the looking... Jackhammers on the on the eighth. Oh well, we they start against the Leathernecks, and then they've got uh, yeah. the Jack Rabbits on the eighth, and then Wagner play, on the. Do they play back to back Missouri Valley teams? Yeah, they start their season. Ooh. Their first two games are against teams in the Valley. Yeah, I could see them possibly starting out zero and two. Mhm. Oh, and I think that's such it is. a shame. I know. So, you know, I'd like to see them go one and one, lose to South Dakota State, beat you guys, and then beat Montana later in the season. Those okay. are the three I'd really like to see. Just because I'd like to see those salty Montana fans. 
You know but then I mean? again, the, the game I look forward to for, for them every year is Montana versus Montana State. And I think that oh. game this year, uh, that's so, in Montana. It's always the last so. game. That's on November 17th. Mm-hmm. And it's in Missoula this year, so that's going to be even tougher for Montana State. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is in Missoula. So, so I'm watching this for both for nothing. That game's always my favorite one of the last week of the season. Oh, definitely. Except for last year. Except for last year when it was NDSU and Illinois State because I got to go sit in the Snow Bowl, you know. That was probably my favorite game of the year. It's always fun when you add the element of the weather to it. Oh, of course, especially here in Illinois. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You never see those snow games. You never games see those snow games. Like last year, they just beat out Montana at home. So, I think they could possibly do it again next year or this year. Yeah, but, you know, the rest of my conference, I don't know where I was, but and you see at one, South Dakota State at two. Then my next three are very interchangeable. I have it at South Dakota, Youngstown State, and Western. I see those three they could be in any order, really. I have them all finishing at least at seven and four, maybe six and five. But those three are very interchangeable. At Illinois State, six. They could be anywhere because they're still trying to figure out their situation with quarterback. Cause they got New Memphis transfer. They got Malachi Broad, Broadnack. They got Dick Colby. They got three quarterbacks they could use this year. I think they're still trying to figure out who they want to use. And their offensive line is all new. I think it's all freshmen this year. They got Northern Iowa at seven in the last four teams of the conference, or three. No, I think you're right. I think you're four. I think you've still got Southern, Missouri State, um, Indiana State. Okay, so I think maybe you do have to – oh. Do you have North Dakota this year? Oh, I didn't hear that. Is, is North Dakota with us? No, no, they're an independent still this year, right? Yeah, they're, this is their first year as an independent. Next year, I think they're in the Valley. So that will add in a 12th team, I think. 12th team, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. So 11 teams, that adds 11 teams to the Valley. That means every year a team is not going to play two teams in the conference. Which that means yeah. he's going to have to probably play all the hard teams. Because they're going to have their three protected rivals and they'll, and they'll play probably, no matter what, they'll probably have the other teams that they'll have to play. They always give them, you see the hard, the harder games every year. And they don't have to play someone that's always one of the weaker teams. So, same with Western. I think they're, I don't even know who they're, I bet their their projected rivals will be probably ISU, mm-hmm. Southern, and probably Indiana State. Indiana State or Northern Iowa? Yeah, I think those one of those two will be part of their protected rivals that they have to play every year. But if I was a Western fan, I wouldn't 
I'd rather have it be Indiana State than you and I. That means you're guaranteed Honestly, at least two wins no, every year. I mean, well, and I agree with you on that part. And I, you know, I would also hope that it's not Missouri State. Um, yeah. But I, honestly, I would hope, to, honestly, to see Northern Iowa in that mix because those are always epic games, whether they're in Macomb or whether they're up in up in Cedar Falls. You know, I remember yeah, probably back before you guys were born, but um, I think it was homecoming or family weekend ninety. Yeah, no, we haven't gone over. Yeah, again, um, I, I started my introduction with the fact that I've been following the uh, I've been following the Missouri Valley since nineteen ninety two. So thank you much. Um, <laughs> but I remember, I think it was family weekend in ninety three. Northern Iowa was in. You knew that it was going to be, you know, those two for the conference, and Northern or um, and Northern Iowa had a late lead and Western mm-hmm. kicked a, a game winning field goal right at the end to go four and oh and then the quarterback broke his arm the next week and they went four and seven. So but you know it was we were all looking forward to that Northern Iowa game because you knew if you got through Northern Iowa at that point you were winning the conference. It's, it's like any team gunning right now at North Dakota State. You know, if you know if you have a chance against North Dakota State, we're gonna have a chance at the conference. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So this is off my conference previews. I have it. I think Indiana State wins one game this year. They Let went me look at eleven their... last year. I think they could go one and ten. Just a second. Let me pull up their schedule real quick. Oh, well, okay. They're going to win at least one game. They start against Quincy University. Yeah, that's the one <laughs> win I had. There's a few teams. They play, I can see them losing every game, but then they play that one really weak team. Yeah, and, and they're going to start off running. against the Division Two or Division Three Quincy University. So I don't know. So the Hawks. I think they're. So, I think they're a two the because they've played at Western before. Yeah, I think they're Division Two. They might. They play Division Three. That's how desperate Indiana State is. But yeah, they're Division Two. They yeah. Like, uh, they got some of those top Division two schools on their roster. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, but then, maybe they're a good Division two school, and they'll come in and beat Indiana State. Well, the game's in Terre Haute, so go figure. Uh, but then they go to Louisville, and, and you know, the next week and, and get the recruiting mm-hmm. money. Um, yeah, and then, all that recruiting money. Yeah, exactly. And then they go. They play Eastern in Charleston the week after. You know that that'll be a good test for Indiana State. But I think I think that the Panthers should win that game. Oh yeah. Uh, and then you. But... Yeah, and then two weeks later on a Thursday night, you've got Northern Iowa and Indiana State. Yeah, that's a Thursday night. So that that's pretty much. 
they have a little over a weekend to prepare for their next game. Yeah. And then you've got South Dakota State the week after for them. Missouri State on the 13th of October could be a good game for Indiana State. That's in Terre Haute again. That's and then you've got... A, maybe that could be this, possibly their second win. They win it could two, be. That could be their second win. Because last, oh, last year they just got blown out. Never mind. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, I, you I'm never know it. what Missouri State's got back this year. Yeah, I'm looking at the, that score right now, though. That was a 59-20 to 20 game in Springfield. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, and then was, you've got... What was their closest game? Well, their closest game was Liberty. Well, Liberty was 3-8 last year. I remember reading, reading that earlier. And they went to Liberty and lost. I think it was on a, I think it was on a game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a last-second field goal by Liberty at that in that game. That's when they were, Liberty was ranked that game too. So I'm looking at. Oh, that's an, that's an impressive uh, showing then for Indiana State that night. Oh yeah, that was a huge showing for them. Right, and that, but then you've got Southern Illinois and Carbondale. Youngstown State, you know, Penguins are hosting that. South Dakota visits Terre Haute on, on you know, yep. start November. I mean, none of the rest of these games are, are, are going to be, you know, pushover games for, for the second one. Mm-hmm. So, I think there, oh, no. you know, you've got, no. Yeah. None of those games are ever pushovers. No. So, Yeah. All right. Well, there's a that's, few conferences that we haven't touched yet, and I understand that you know none of us are really looking in on those conferences. But does anybody want to challenge those? Which conferences were they? Were they the ones Preston uh, was supposed to have? But but again, technical difficulties have kind of blocked him out. Yeah. Let's see. Want to go through the CAA maybe? Yeah, that's the first conference I think that we haven't touched yet. Yeah, you down to do that, uh, you Dakota? Know. Dakota? Dakota? Yeah. Yep. We're thinking of going through the CAA mm-hmm. right now? Because Preston's not here, might as well just go through it. Which one? You see it, the Colonial. The Colonial. All right, good, because that's when I had pulled up. <laughs> good. good you're, ahead of, you're ahead of us. <laughs> Uh, that's the only conference I knew he had. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he's also right got the media. Media. So we're just gonna, so we're just gonna talk. A, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good conference. That's probably the first one we should touch. I don't even remember what other conferences he had that we could look over. He's got, I think, the MEAC oh. and the Patriots. Yeah, that's right. I know he had the Patriot because he went to Georgetown. <laughs> some reason, for some reason, he went to Georgetown. <laughs> so we start right, with Colonial. Yeah, we got yeah Colonial. I got them pulled up right now. I'm looking for them. Let's see. Let me find this stuff here. 
Here, I, I already got, well, not that we're able to, to share that information, but, yes, I've already got them pulled up here. Yep. Anyway, I was going to, I just point up the, um, what's it called, the preseason poll. I got that. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to look for their composite schedule real quick. I think it's right there under schedule and results. Yeah, that's what I was just going to do, too. So I just look to see which who's playing who each week. And you know what? I can also go through the the games that I've picked for the for the nation's toughest college football pool for that one. I haven't got to the Patriots oh. yet, so yeah, for sure. So honestly, I, I'll look for the most competitive game. Might not be the game that's going to be the most crucial matchup, but I'll look for the most competitive yeah. game on that. For sure. Like, right off the bat, it looks like they're starting off with conference games. So I think the most competitive game that first week for them is, is possibly Towson at Morgan State. Though, again, Rhode that's Island even, at Delaware could be a fun game, too. I think that or New Hampshire, Maine. That could be another good game. Mm-hmm. And that's another nice nice one to to highlight on a Thursday night. Yeah, that's, that's probably – that might be the best one to highlight on that Thursday night and then pull up the rest of the FCS schedule. That might be the big game of that night, not counting those FBS games that are that night. Oh, Tennessee State, Georgia State, that's going to be a good game that night. Let's see what other games are good ones that could be good ones to look at that night. Oh, that's when that's that night's going to be the biggest game's going to be the Western Illinois Montana State game. Oh, I was just focusing on the Colonial there. I was looking overall on that one that week on that night, which would be the bigger games. Oh yeah, so I, no, think I, think... Might, I was thinking it might be that uh, New Hampshire Maine, but I think that Western game is going to be even higher. Yeah, I think Western and Montana State. You're right in the Big Sky, or even I don't know. It might be the might be a good a good Missouri Valley matchup as well. Um, yeah, it's good for that challenge. Mhm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that challenge. And I got to admit, you're right. Kennesaw State going into Georgia State. Georgia State wasn't that strong, you know, last year. So that could be a fun no. matchup. And I, I truly think that that could be an owl upset if if, if you would oh, look at sure. it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that night when we do our show. Just having some of those games on while we're doing the show. Yeah, I'll be getting – well, Western, a lot Western of and Montana State like will start probably about midway through our show, so that'll be yeah, good. Kennesaw, Georgia State, that's going to be about halfway through by the time we start. Same with New Hampshire, Maine. Yeah, some of those games will be – we'll have at least a couple of games we can talk about that are going through during that night. Yeah, look at the rest of the CAA. That week, I agree. I think Towson, Morgan State, or New Hampshire, Maine will be the best game that week. 
I like New Hampshire, Maine. I mean, when you when you're looking at that that conference, I mean that's always going to be a tough battle. Battle. I think New Hampshire will win that game, but you know I still think that that's a, that that's a definite uh, you know one to keep an eye on for that weekend. You know, maybe it's going to be a oh, wild yeah. card game that that you're going to want to uh, keep up with. Oh yeah, because that game could decide if if Maine brings everything they have this year. They I could see them possibly. Squeaking in, if they beat New Hampshire, I see them squeaking into the playoffs. And it's see that. in yeah. Maine this year too. That game's in Maine. So that's so. I think that since it's not in New Hampshire, I think Maine could pull out that game. I don't know if that was my computer, but um, yeah, no, I'm I'm just I'm coming down to those games now. Um, or at least I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't want to do it. That's all right. But, yeah, no, I think Towson and Morgan State probably in your Colonial is, is going to be your closest game of that weekend. Uh, or, again, especially New Hampshire and Maine. those are non-conference. If they have those two mm-hmm. conference games, I think that's going to be their toughest non-conference game of that weekend. Yeah. Maybe even maybe even Richmond and Virginia. I could see that being a mm. tough one, too. I think you're stretching that. That's out of Virginia. You know, I... I, I don't see Virginia just doing don't... that well this year in the ACC. I think they're ACC. Yeah, they are. But... Yeah, I don't see them doing that well in the ACC. And I see Richmond possibly being near the top again in CAA or even FCS. And I think that could be – it won't be, like, one of the most likely upsets, but I think they could make it a close game. Mm. You never know, though. I, I I just don't you know maybe if this was New Hampshire or of course James Madison or, or even Delaware going in there possibly I almost put Delaware State in the, in the Colonial um, no that's not right <laughs> <laughs> but you know if it was Delaware or 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 one of those three I think I think that's a possibility I don't think Richmond's going to go in there and, and and you know surprise the Cavaliers I just don't see that happening. I don't see them beating them. But I could see it being within a two-point or two-score game. Maybe three-score. I don't see any more than a three-score game between the two. I could see that. I could see that though. Richmond will at least. I, I'll I'll go with you on that. I think Richmond will keep it close. I don't. I don't think they're going to beat Virginia, but I think I think they'll mm-hmm. keep it close. Oh, yeah. I think they will. At least for the mm-hmm. first half, I think. Yeah. And then going through the rest of that schedule, I think some of those games will be either blowouts by the FBS teams or blowouts yeah. by the FBS teams. Like yeah, that's all you did. Pittsburgh versus, <laughs> versus Albany. What do you no. think of them? What do you think of North Carolina A&T at East Carolina? I think that's a good matchup, honestly. Well, I do, too. I think that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if that was 
think that would be a great matchup for both teams. Just because last year East Carolina got smoked. I think it was. I think they got smoked by James Madison. I think they could. It might be the same this year because of how deep North Carolina A&T is. You know, just looking at the matchups for that first week, you even look at Mississippi Valley State at North Dakota. I mean, that North Dakota, I'm not expecting to be, you know, like a, 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 a wonderful team this year, but I think when you put them no. against Mississippi Valley State, I think that that's going to be a fun matchup. Oh, it should be. It's mm-hmm. not going to be a complete blowout like it was last year for NDSU, but... I think that could be a close game. Mm-hmm. I think Mississippi Valley State, they've had their one year in the FCS. They know now what the competition's like. So I think they could possibly come out and win that win that game. So yeah, even though the game's up at Grand Forks, I think you're right. You know, I, I think that they could come in there and, and just – Surprise the heck out of them. Oh, for sure. I could see them completely mm-hmm. surprising the FCS for that matter. Not just North Dakota, but the entire FCS. Yeah. Yeah. The games but looking at some week. of the other games, you're right. These are going to be ugly. He's <laughs> <laughs> looking at overall FCS games. Uh, I was just looking at week one. You know, some of these games are just going to be brutal. Oh. Right. I think Rhode Island and Delaware could be a good matchup. It has the potential mm-hmm. at least to be a good matchup. Um, Tennessee Tech and Chattanooga, which is also on that Thursday night, that could finish during our show even. Um, you know, that could be a, oh, could for be sure. a good matchup. Mhm. Oh yeah, that might be a great matchup for that game. Maybe even Central Connecticut State that game. It's Ball State. That might be a good game for Central Connecticut. Let's see. Yeah, Ball State's going to be one of those. I, I I think it'll be a good game for Central Connecticut. I don't expect them to come out of Indiana with a win. No, I don't either. Really. Yeah, just kind of like Weber State and Utah. I mean, that's going to be a good matchup for Weber State. I mean, I don't see them coming out of that. No, no, but I don't think yeah. that that's going to be a blowout. I think that Weber State's no. going to going to hang in there for at least three quarters. Oh, for sure, they should they should be able to hang in there, maybe three and a half. Mm-hmm. Two other games of that week. Oh, that's Saturday night. South Dakota's got a good test with Kansas State. That could be a good game for both teams. Not just well, even even on Friday night, you've got Monmouth and Eastern Michigan. Monmouth and Eastern Michigan could be a fun one. See what night's that? Is that Saturday? That Saturday night? Oh, that's Friday night at uh, at five thirty. Thirty first. See, I was too far down then. Yeah, so that could be a fun oh, matchup. Yeah. 
Monmouth, I, I, I think you know they're going to do they're going to do well, um, and that that might even be a game that that they're going to be able to pull off the upset. That's, I was trying to, I'm trying to think that might be one of the games they had on the Hero Sports website as possible FBS matchups. I could probably see that. You know, Mama, again, I wasn't sold on them. I'm still not sold on them being a, a playoff team in, uh, from last year. And, of course, you look to see what happened to them at uh, at the Unidome. But, you know, you go yeah. into Eastern Michigan like that, Eastern Michigan wasn't that hot of a team, if I remember right, from the MAC. So yeah, no. that could be a fun matchup. And, and I know, okay, so Western, you know, has gone and played competitively against MAC teams. I mean, we, we do well against Northern Illinois, and we've done well at Central Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. So so this could be a good matchup right here. I think another good matchup that night, or on that Saturday, actually, from what I'm looking at the Hero Sports of the 10 pop possible upsets, and that's Grambling State and Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, yeah. Sam Herder thinks There's that could good. be a good possible win for Grambling State. Yeah. That's like, that's like, that might be a nice game, too. That would that's be a, a fun game a for them. Game. <clears throat> That'd be a great game for both teams, especially Grambling State. Yeah. Well, and especially they're not expected to win, you know. Have them go exactly. in there and see what they can do. There's two more games that really caught my attention on that that first Saturday. One is the is an FCS and FBS matchup. The other one's a, is two FCS schools. But one is Nichols at Kansas, and then oh, Bethune Cookman at Tennessee State. The Tennessee State one you said? Yeah, Bethune oh, Cookman at Tennessee Bethune State. Cookman. Oh yeah, you're you're right. That will be a good matchup. I think because so, I think those those are pretty good schools, you know, when they're when they're going to be put together like that. So that'll be a fun. You're right. I think I think that that is going to be a good matchup. It'll be competitive for sure. It's not oh, yeah. going to be a blowout. Yeah. No, there are a couple more games actually that caught my eye a little bit was there are actually two FCS FBS games and one was South Dakota versus Kansas State. I think that's going to really show what. South Dakota has for their team this year, with their quarter, who they have as a quarterback and all that. Then the other one I have is actually another South Dakota at South Dakota State against Iowa State. That was, I think that was really show how good Christensen is without his top wide receiver and top tight end. Show what they really have for receivers and how good they should be this year. It looks like I saw another one that caught my eye, and that's probably a, that might be our game of the week that week. I'm thinking that's Montana and Northern Iowa. I was just seeing that game on Saturday night. Yeah, I was thinking I was actually thinking of that one as our game of the week. Yeah, we're gonna focus I mean that on. game's out in Bozeman. Yeah, that's in, um, I, that's in Missoula. Or Missoula, you're right. Bozeman is Montana State. Yeah, no, you're right. I think, I, I think that that will be a good game. 
you know, in another game, and, I, and again, we're, we're, it seems like we're following a lot of, uh, you know, possible FBS upsets that first week, but you look at Northern Arizona at UTEP. I mean, UTEP's never been as strong. Oh. I'm, I still, re- of course, remember them being, you know, on the same level, you know, here in the FCS. I, they've never yeah. really progressed, you know, past that. No. And so I think Northern Sam Arizona Herter, going into UTEP. And Sam Herter has that game as the number two on the most winnable games for FCS, FBS games. Definitely. I could see that. And his, t- his top two are on that Saturday, and the other one's the one that Dakota mentioned that was Nickel State in Kansas. But I think that's the one game for sure that we see the FCS team coming out on top. Mm-hmm. Minus maybe yeah. Western versus Illinois. <laughs> I certainly hope so, but, you know, again. I really see it, though, because I don't really see anything really in Illinois. Okay, do we ever see anything in Illinois? That's true. All we really see here in Illinois is corn. Well, I mean, we see we so, see competitive football, but it doesn't come out of Champaign. It comes out of Normal, and it comes out of Macomb, and some you know every few years it comes out of DeKalb. Yeah, maybe if you'll, mm-hmm. you'll be lucky to see it. Let's see, DeKalb northern is northern, right? Right. Yeah. So, and then every once in a while you'll see it coming out of Northwestern. Oh, very, very true. rare, but and maybe one of these years we'll see it coming out of Eastern again or Southern. But I don't really I think Southern's going in the right campaign. direction. Yeah, I do too. I see them going. They might be middle of the pack within the next three, four, maybe five years. But even middle of the pack in the, in the Missouri Valley, that's not a bad place to be. No. <laughs> Unless you're supposed to be in the top of the pack and you fall short, like ISU did last year in Youngstown. I, you know, I got to admit though, I've been waiting for Youngstown to to break out, and and I've been waiting for that for three or four years. And every year, that I, really I happened. Thinking, that happened yeah. two years ago. But I keep waiting for so them. Well I keep year. waiting for them to turn the corner and challenge North Dakota State, and it never happens. That, that really happened though last year in the game against NDSU. But after that game, I think they were just so beat up from that game that they couldn't really do anything the rest of the season. I could see that because they're NDSU coming into town. That that's going to be a brutal game. Oh, and this year it's Youngstown coming into Fargo. Even yeah. Yeah, because to go up my to Fargo is, is just rough. But my question is, do we see a FCS upset this year? That's, what was it, last year for Western? It was like 52 to 10? Yeah, 52 to 10. Oh, no, Coastal FCS Carolina. Team. Yeah, do we see a game like that this year? Ooh. I think we see one out of the Nickel State game. 
I think that. And I was just thinking be, we see that out of north northern northern Arizona. Yeah, I think that could be a big blowout too. Maybe even UC Davis versus San, San Jose State on that Thursday night. And I think that's going to be more of a competitive game. I think I think Keelan Doss will lead them to a, a three four score win. I think he will just help. I think he will lead them. Even though he's a wide receiver, I think he will lead them to that win. Because if you look, I'm just according to um, what Sam Herter wrote here. I'm just looking through his article. San Jose State went two and eleven last year and allowed forty one point seven points a game, and ninety percent of its offensive production. Or 90% of their offensive production returns, but they've lost half of their defense last year. So I think they'll be even more down than they were last year. Just a second. I'm actually going right to that. Just a second here. It's, just, it's on the um, Hero Sports website. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Well, he also thinks that Nichols could could upset Tulane too in, in week eight or week two. Hmm. Tulane is a team that could get upset by anybody. So <laughs> I'm not sure that you're gonna that that, that you're gonna have me uh, you know disagreeing with him on that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I see what he just wrote about UC Davis and San Jose State. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, he's right. Because San Jose State was not a strong team last year. They, they in, in, the, in the pool, I probably only put them up once or twice. And that was just because I needed to put, put a team in there and, and, you know, I wanted to put them in there. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we cover every team in every conference. So when, when we put up San Jose State, it's because we kind of have to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, have to, you have to cover every team in every conference? We cover every team in every conference. FBS, oh. FBS. Oh, yes. Mm. That's how I know. That's how I kind of know a little bit about every conference is because, you know, I, I kind of remember back to last year. Oh, that's right. That was a bad game. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a few of those in both conference, in both levels. Mm-hmm. So when when I look at that, I look at what he wrote. Yeah, I remember back to last year, San Jose State was not was not one of the better teams. So, yeah. 
UC Davis, though, I didn't remember being, you know, even five and six. So, hey, you know, it, it's a winnable game for UC Davis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I like how Nichols and Kansas and Northern Arizona and UTEP, I mean, I didn't even need to read the article. I, I knew those were going to be possibilities. <laughs> yeah. And Kennesaw State and Georgia State, I already I already put them in. And that's going to be my big South game of the week. I think that that's going to be a fun game. Yeah, I was debating actually between that one and the Northern Iowa-Montana game as our overall game of the week for the show. Who? I'm leaning towards the Northern Iowa, Iowa-Montana game, but... I, I like that possible game game too. You know, and that's obviously something we don't have to decide here tonight in the next uh, 36 minutes. But honestly, no. I, I could totally see that that's going to be something that we're going to want to discuss during the week. I, I like Northern Iowa and, and Montana, personally. I think yeah. that's a great game too. to lead off with. That's a great game for our featured game that we talked about that week. Mm-hmm. That's, why all the time between. That's why we got two weeks till the next show to decide that one. Can we bring other games they got here? One that I forgot about was Illinois State and Colorado State. I completely forgot they were playing this year. And I agree with her on that. That I think I feel think they could win that. Well, and James Robinson, he's an impressive guy to watch. So, oh, you know, is. I I have to admit, you know, that's going to be a – it's going to be a task for Colorado State or any team to beat him, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if, if the Redbirds can open up holes for Robinson, they're going to have a successful year. Yeah, which I think right off the bat can be a little tough because I think they're – so I remember watching it at the spring game. And talking with Brock Spack, they said their offensive line this year, I think it's all freshmen or all freshmen and sophomores. But they have a big offensive line. But, you know, the fact that they're freshmen and sophomores now, and we're, and we're already talking about them going and possibly upsetting a Colorado State, Yeah, that, that just does not bode well for the rest of the conference come, uh, you know, in a couple of years when they're – seniors and juniors. Yeah, I think in a couple of years that offensive line is going to be possibly the best in the, at least the best in the conference. Just because yeah. of their size. If they all hold the together, they're like, all stay, stay healthy. Let's, let's just qualify that. But but no, I, I think, think especially if they're freshmen and sophomores, you, you build, you know, that's, that's a great way to, you know, protect your quarterback and give him time to throw. You're going to oh, win yeah. more games than you're going to lose that way. Oh, yeah. Which, mm-hmm. then they'd have to figure out who their quarterback going to be first. They've got three quarterbacks that could easily do the job for them. But with how big so, yeah, they're one, off, one of those, how big they're if off one of those guys rises to the – go ahead, I'm sorry. Aren't they, with how big their offensive line is going to be this year, I wouldn't go mm-hmm. with Jake Colby as their quarterback because he's so short. He's not going to be able to see over their offensive line. My, that's my opinion, but 
not quite following the Redbirds that close this year, but I'll, so I'll, I'll take your word on it. But well, you know, and that well, yeah. <laughs> I think their offensive line averages six five, six six, and two thirty, three hundred maybe two eighty. So well, that's absolutely big. brutal. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking that offensive line is going to be huge. That's why I think they can and you possibly... picked them seventh in the Missouri Valley this year. <laughs> Just because of, I think their first, I think they need to figure out their quarterback situation first. That's going to be their okay. biggest trouble, in my opinion. Like I had said before, though, I have them, them, and then my three, four, five, and six are all interchangeable, even seven. South Dakota, Youngstown, Western, ISU, and UNI. Those five are very interchangeable on how they'd finish. Yeah, I could totally see that. Because I still think the top two are pretty much set in stone. That's NDSU and SDSU. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. All right, do we want to go to some fan questions now? Yeah, let's go ahead and take some of those on. All right, so we got both Wyatt Cook, our group creator. He asked, out of all games this season, which game will have the biggest implications for playoff seeding? I think, I think the last game of the year is one of them Jacksonville is going to be State and Kennesaw State. I was thinking I that think one that and the kickoff game. I think. I think the kickoff and, and, game could know, be a. We were discussing that one. earlier. Again, it just goes back to the fact that it's so early in the season, but at the same point, when they come to playoff selections, they have long memories. Yeah, so that might. Okay, no you're right. That might be a challenge for later in the year. games are going on. Um. So it's more into this earlier, but schedules loading. I think Delaware, and they, any really any game they have with a top team. Determine, I think, whether they make it into the playoffs or not. Oh, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think Delaware Delaware is going to have to be in charge of their own destiny this year. And I think, um, just a second here, one of their one of their tough games is going to be against – just a second, I'm going back through, through some of them that I picked. Um, well, they've got a game against Elon. I think that will be competitive, but they'd better win it. It's their weekend after yeah. that, you know, when uh, October 20th, when they're going to play New Hampshire. You know, I think that that's, a, that, that's oh. an important weekend for, for the Blue Hens. Oh, that's going to be a brutal game for them. That well, one, yeah, they it's, come in? It's, it's in New Hampshire. Go figure. That's, again, the, oh. you know, there is definitely a road, um, you know, a road, road um, disadvantage, a home field advantage in, in, in the FCS. And I, I oh, think yeah. that that night that's going to be, you know, they go up to New Hampshire. That's going to be a tough night. Oh, for sure. Just because it's at New Hampshire, that's always a tough. But I'm reading what I hear from fans in the CAA. That's one of the toughest places to play in the FCS. 
Oh, I yeah. Well, and not only that, but then, you know, a couple of weeks later, you've got James Madison going into New Hampshire. I think that that's the, that's the big challenge there to the Dukes' undefeated season. Oh, for sure. I think that could be – that might be – I could see them losing that game and going – I don't know if they play a 12 or 11 game schedule, but 10 and 1, 11 and 1. Mm-hmm. I could see that game being the one or, one or maybe two losses that David Madison has this year. Yeah, most certainly. I, I, you know, so – but but then again, if – if New Hampshire wins both the game against Delaware and then the game a few weeks later against James Madison, could they possibly rise and, and, and upset the Dukes? I think they could. I think that could, mm-hmm. I think them and New Hampshire could be their biggest competition this year. Yeah. I think the game that we're really going to see what Delaware has will be, I can't remember what date it is. I'm looking for the date. But it's when they come out to Fargo. On oh, I saw September that game. 22nd. That's homecoming for NDSU. I think that game, we'll really see what Delaware has for offense and defense. No, I think you're right. But, but I think that'll show what they're going to do against a, a top team. And then maybe the selection uh, committee, if they can keep it close in Fargo, you know that's yeah, that's the accomplishment in itself. And they're and they're right on the bubble. I think that they, if they lose by one score, maybe two scores, I think that would put them as the last team in the playoffs. Right well, the I mean, there. so they're coming out of the Colonial. I mean, if they if they can keep in the top three of the Colonial, you know they're going to get in. It just gives them a higher seed. Yeah. That gives them a, yeah. possibly a better game for them, too. Because, you know, honestly, when I was looking at the Colonial earlier, second, let me go back to that, I was thinking, obviously, you've got the Dukes and, and, and North or New Hampshire up there. But I also think that, you know, you've got Delaware and, and Stony Brook is a, is a or, or Elon might even, the Phoenix might even slide in to a playoff spot, you know, from, from the Colonial. You know, they're all going to oh, be quality yeah. programs this year. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So another question not... we had was, oh, go ahead. Okay. I said, well, and I was just going to finish my mm-hmm. thought. I don't know that anybody else, I think Villanova is going to probably, and Richmond, you know, they're probably going to be about 500 teams. Maine will probably be a little over 500. I think nobody else from that Mm -hmm. conference will. But I I honestly could see four or even five teams coming out of the Colonial as playoff teams. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't think we'll see six, but I think we'll see Mm -hmm. four or five. I don't think we'll ever really see six teams from one conference unless they're absolutely dominant. Well, we almost saw it out of the Missouri Valley, and I think that that, you know, that then you were kind of stretching it a little bit. I think that's the closest we were going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think we had a couple bubble teams that, that, could, have, that could have taken it. But I think that, you know, honestly, when, you, when you're looking at, at the teams as a whole, you know, I, I think you're right. I think five is really, it's got to be like a maximum. 
unless again, as you said, unless they're dominant. But but once you have a team, once you have a conference where you have six teams coming out, nobody's going to be dominant. Go ahead. I'm sorry, and, and you know, let's go ahead. Oh, uh, you had another. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you go. I was just going to say, let's go ahead to another question here. Oh, so another question we had was from I think it was Kyro Neal. I don't have it pulled up anymore, but he had asked, out of the out of the Big Sky, they have I think it's 14 teams. Which team should get the boot? Oh, um, which team should be out? Let me look at my at my uh, Big Sky here. Hmm. I'm sort of thinking it should be like Portland State or Northern Colorado. I could see that, but where would you put where would you put even well, Portland State especially. Where would you put Portland State to go up, you know, into That's an FCS? Hard to, have, right, the I regional mean, thing. You can only put so many teams in the Pioneer because, let's face it, that goes from, from you know, sea to shining sea. But, um, honestly, which one do you kick out? Um, I could see Northern Colorado. I could, too, but my question is, where would you put them? Maybe the Southland? No. Because I mean, the closest team in the Southland is in Texas. That's true. That's you know, maybe you have them float as an independent for a little bit. You know, maybe put somebody in the Pioneer. Yeah. Because they already travel like crazy all over the country. Right. I mean, again, you've got San Diego, but then you have Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yeah. So you travel. Those two teams that travel across country just to play each other every year. Right. That's always tough. Well, I mean, that would be that would be brutal to put a Portland mm-hmm. State in there, but Northern Colorado that wouldn't be so bad. No, that would be probably a decent one to put out, or maybe one of like I'm trying to think what maybe I'm thinking maybe one of the top or top teams they put them in the like. Because I'm trying to think of which one would be closer to be like in the Missouri Valley, maybe add an extra team there. Well, then I still think you're looking at Northern Colorado because I mean, then you're you're not that far from the Dakotas. No, stay with maybe even Montana because they're right by the Dakotas, or one of the Montana schools. Well, but yeah, but do you want to break up that Montana Montana State rivalry? Uh, not if we bring them both. I still like Montana, Montana State out in the big sky. I think that that those those two teams out there just you know that's that's actually or you know do you do you just take one team out of the conference? You know do you yes. do you split out maybe like a Portland State and Idaho State, maybe UC Davis, Cal Poly, mm-hmm. and Idaho and Northern Arizona or Eastern Washington, and then start an entirely new conference. Yeah, you could always do that. You could always bring in maybe the North Dakotas and South Dakotas or bring in, like, 
maybe to even do like a power conference and do the Montanas, Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. the Dakotas. Just do like a big power conference. That could you could truly make that the top conference in the FCS. That and that would just be a brutal game. conference to have to go play. Exactly. Because you know, like, but but everybody would also be a brutal to conference it. to be in. Well, that's true, too. Because you have that brutal schedule every week. But you know those teams would all go deep into the playoffs every year. That's true. So that, that would be mean good things for that conference. Mm-hmm. That's actually not a bad yeah. idea for next week's show. Do like a segment where we realign conferences. <laughs> I could see the, I could see where I'm going to start. Might be you know even as as we were talking about earlier, the Missouri Valley going to 12. You know how do we realign the yeah. Missouri Valley? Yeah, put like I mean we've got Youngstown State, but then we've got the Dakotas. Youngstown State's probably the farthest anyone really has to travel. Unless you're like, unless you're Youngstown to North Dakota or Indiana State to North Dakota. I think Youngstown's probably the farthest people travel for their games. Yeah, no, I think you're right. So maybe possibly put them in like, I don't know, maybe the MIAC or the, no, the MIACs, they don't do playoffs. Like, well, and they're traditionally more of a of a. I hate to say it, but you know the, that they're that they've been more of um, you know, like the slack. Yeah. HBC. So you know. Yeah. But, but maybe, honestly, maybe put putting. Youngstown, I'm thinking maybe put Youngstown like CAA maybe. Or even put them in the Northeast Conference. You yeah. know, you've got Duquesne. You've got Duquesne right there. You've got St. Francis of Pennsylvania. You know, there you go, right there. That'd be a great conference to put them into. Mm-hmm. And nothing against the Ohio Valley, but put Missouri State down there with them and maybe put Indiana State there with them as well. Hey, they're more near the Ohio Valley anyways. Yeah, maybe they really are. In the, maybe put, even put Youngstown in the Ohio Valley because they're in Ohio. True, but they're almost you know, in Pennsylvania. I've always, yeah, I've always talked about though switching out Youngstown into the Ohio Valley and then putting Eastern Illinois into the Missouri Valley. And I would love to Just, see that Eastern Illinois, Western Illinois, Indiana State, or Illinois State, you know, rivalry again. I would love to see that. Oh, I think Illinois State plays them almost every year, anyway. Pretty much. Why not just make it official and put them in the conference? That would be great. I, I honestly would enjoy that. I think a lot of people would. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Eastern Illinois who has to play that brutal schedule every, every year. Because they're not the team they had a few years ago when they had, uh, who was it, Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, and you also got to remember they had Tony Romo at one point. That's true. They've had a couple of big you know, names now, or a few, or a big name and a 
potential big name in the NFL come out of that mm-hmm. school. Same with NDSU. They could have another big name coming out soon. Maybe even a couple. Right. Because what I'm seeing on different reports, that the top running back and quarterback from the FCS are from NDSU. I could That's, see that. Especially I saw that you posted a video. I saw you posting a video of that freshman the other day. I'm trying to think of what freshman that was. I'm thinking of the freshman. He he just threw a perfect pass. Was it the guy from Florida? I think it was. I think it was. I think it was about their. Um, well, it might not have been me. It might have been Scott Monson. He posts videos all the time of our recruits. I think he's the guy I have. The, um, I think the guy you think I'm thinking of. I think I have him listed right now as our backup quarterback. But all our backups this year are freshmen. Hmm. They're either true freshmen or they're a red shirt. I think they could. They have a lot of depth now at quarterback. And to know that they're freshmen, to know that they're going to be there for another three years, oh, boy. That's always a good thing for them. For them. (laughs) <laughs> good for everyone pretty much it's good, it's good representatives from the FCS to know that there's going to be that one team that has a quarterback for three years that yeah. has the potential to do well what's the hard part going to be choosing that quarterback to do well for the next three years yeah I'll tell you what. Shall we? Shall we follow up with another one of these questions here? Yeah, you want to ask the next? Oh, I know there was one. I can't remember what it was. Our former Liberty fan, Josh McCracken, asked it. It was um, something about how do you see a potential upset of Liberty going into Idaho State and upsetting their homecoming? No. I don't either. I think Liberty's too low. It's too weak to get that. Yeah, no. I mean, Liberty was only three and eight last year. I don't. I don't see them being much more than three and eight this year. No, especially since they play all those top schools in the FCS again. They play a bunch of good schools. Hmm. No, I, I would be happy for them if they if they happen to be close to uh, if they happen to be close to five hundred. But that's not happening this year. No. So no, I don't see that being an upset. I don't even I don't even see that being on the radar. Yeah, I don't either. I see that being uh, I can see it being close, but not really. Yeah, I don't see that at all. But no. With how weak, no. with how weak though I see State doing, I see it as a possibility, but not a good one. 
not with the game being at, at Idaho State. I just no, don't think no traveling all that way. Not really any game in Idaho is going to be a good game. Unless you're lucky. Well, I'll agree. Cause like, I think this year that um, Eastern Washington-Idaho game, I think that's in Idaho this year. That, no, I think that's gonna be a, Is it in Eastern? I think it's I think it's in Washington. Well, no matter where it is, that's all that's gonna be a brutal game for both teams. Yeah. This is like that rivalry is so brutal. Just a second, I'll, I'll that, confirm that for you. You know, now that you mention it, I think it is at the Inferno this year. Yeah, it is. It's on uh, October Is it at the Inferno? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a mid-season rivalry game. It's a, it's a noon kickoff out there, so that ought to be a ball. That'll be a great game. Yeah, I've, that game is the one I've thought about. Depending on how Idaho is doing at that point in the season, I've thought about that game possibly being our game of the week. I think it's a little early. I mean, I like, I know in the pool that I run, you know, we've got five wild card spots for both FCS and FBS. We don't. We try yeah. not to fill those, just because you never know who's going to be like. Geez, one year Missouri was a was a conference was a good team, and you know every once in a while oh. you just have that team that's a that's a surprise, and you're going, they're not on our schedule. Crap, let's get them on our schedule a little bit like, more. Last year, a good game would have been that, um, or at least in the first half, it was a good game, and that was the um, Missouri Missouri State game. Mm-hmm. I think last year was a one. I think it was a touchdown difference at halftime. State yeah, I probably wouldn't have put that one on there just because of the potential killing of the Bears. But I mean, yeah, when you you know when you look at it, I mean, you, you like some of the games that we were discussing earlier that, um, and and I did I did leave the article tabbed up here on my on my computer screen. You know, like Northern Arizona and UTEP. You know, I might not have normally put that up there, but boy, that that's going to be one heck of a game. That's going to be a good game, I think. Mm-hmm. Or that's even as, as we were talking about earlier, UC Davis and San Jose State. You know, that's going to be another good game, you know, that first week. So, you know. Oh, yeah, it's going to be another great game that first week. Or like we had mentioned before, Kennesaw State and Georgia State is going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas, Nickel State. Yeah. I still think the best game yeah. that week, though, is going to be Northern Iowa and Montana. Oh, I, I, I think that that's a lock. I think people could, could write that one in this week. I think I think we pretty much uh, – I think that should be our game of the week in a couple of weeks. Oh, I do, too. I'd like to get mm-hmm. like, some Montana and Northern Iowa fans to join us for a little while to talk about that game. Yeah. Because I, I, in the next week, 
not going to bring too much into it, but we have a, we're getting, I got Brian McLaughlin to come join us next week. He's going to come talk with us. I want to get some of the just for, heroes. Just for guys. those of us who aren't quite familiar, Brian McLaughlin is. He is the head media writer for Hero Sports FCS. He's the head team member for them. Oh, that'll be a great that'll be a great interview. Oh, that's gonna be a great interview. He's gonna be our guest picker next week for the picks when we pick mm-hmm. Jacksonville State and North Carolina A and T. I think that's gonna be. A, and he, I, I got him. To, he's gonna tell us some future plans that they're looking at right now for Hero Sports for stuff that they're going to think of doing. Tried to get Jacksonville coach, state coach on for next week, but that fell through. Trying to right now get possibly the North Carolina T&T coach or whatever. I think it's North Carolina A&T. Trying to get him on there. Hopefully at some point we can get some coaches to come join us too. So that would be fun to be able to get them. That would be fun. I, so, I would definitely, especially if they were hard, our game of the week. I know it's going to be hard to get Chris Kleiman to join. I've tried to get him for an interview for a couple of articles I've written, and it was hard to get him. But I think, like, Brock's back from ISU, if we do one of his one of their games, I think he's very welcome to the media, I know. We might be able to get him. Hoping to get maybe you and I's coach, um, think of his name right now. Hoping to get him for a couple, maybe a show and hopefully for that you and I game. I think we can get hopefully some coaches to join us for some interviews at least. Well, and maybe we could even get Charlie Fisher from, uh, or excuse me, Jared Elliott from, um, from, Western Illinois to come and join us, you know, especially seeing that we're all kind of, uh, you know, bullish on, on Western, you know, uh, having a good game over in Champaign. Maybe we could get him on one of our future shows. Oh, yeah, if we can get him or you know, I talked to, we might be able to get a NDSU player on our show at some point. I know one of them I've talked to personally, and he's interested in coming on at some point if he's not busy. One of our defensive linemen I've talked to. Talked to former players I've talked to throughout the years that might come on. We could, I think this show could possibly become a big hit throughout the FCS. Well, it would be fun to see. You know, because oh, I, sure. you know that the, it, it's funny because, of course, you see, uh, and I don't know what you see down there, but, you know, up here you see a lot of Big Ten stuff. Like you see. Oh. Northwestern, you see Wisconsin, you see Purdue, you see, but you know, you talk to the f- true football fans, they're not all following those big schools. They're following Western no. Illinois. They're, they're following, following Indiana State. Well, mm-hmm. That one's stretching a little bit, yeah. but. Yeah, you know, right now where I'm at, I'm 15 minutes from University of Tennessee, so a lot of Tennessee, a lot of SEC stuff. But, you know, I, you know, Walmart, I work at, I see a lot of people come in. They got Eastern Kentucky, East Tennessee State. I talked to a Coastal Carolina fan one day. Uh, you see a lot of small schools come in here. So. Well, and, you know, oh, funny, sure. whenever, I go, whenever I go run a big race, I usually wear my Western Illinois purple. 
And it's funny because whenever I do, it's go Rocky, go Leatherneck, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out the entire course. So whenever I'm around town and I wear my NDSU stuff, I've ran into so many alums down here normal. Like, I think, I can't remember which position he has in their ISU's athletics department, but he's a graduate from NDSU. I've ran into him a few times. There's just so many alums down just in here that follow NDSU when they're in Illinois. Mm-hmm. This is a great fire well, for FCS everywhere. And, you know, the funny thing about it is you, you even look at – I'm trying to remember what the quarterback's name was. He he won some national titles for NDSU before you guys oh. went to – you guys were still Division Two, I believe. And he was from Lockport, Illinois. I'm trying to, I think I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name. I know it was I before my either. time, but I still know from the history. Sure. I think. Was it um, – wasn't Walker, was it? Yeah, I think it was. Was it Walker? I think it yeah, was. he's still doing – he writes our um, NDSU athletics magazines, so. He's still okay. very involved. There's so many alums that are involved. Like, our former um, I think defensive lineman, Phil Hansen, he played for, uh, I think it was three of the four years the Buffalo Bills went to the Super Bowl. He played on that team, and he started at least two of the three, four years that he was there. And mm-hmm. he's now our color commentator for our radio. See, and it's great to see those types of things where, where, where the alums stay involved in the program. It just gives it that much more depth. Yeah, yeah. Carson Wentz, he got married a couple, I think it was two or three weeks ago. His best man for what, I've, for what I read was Ethan Stick. Okay. They've had, and he's been back a few times. Last summer he brought up his wide receiver core and brought him too far to go to work out. There's so many alums that are still very involved with that program. And that's 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 just wonderful to see right there. Exactly. Mhm. I'll tell you what, nothing right. against it, guys. I'm looking at the clock. I'm noticing that we're coming up on nine o'clock pretty fast here. Oh yeah, we got two minutes. Any closing thoughts, guys? I'm looking forward to this season. This is gonna be a great oh. season. Uh, it always is, but you know it's it, it's going to be really fun to to sit here and be discussing FCS football all season long. Oh yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward. Yeah, to I can't can wait for season start. I think it starts next Saturday. Yeah, it does. Right? Yeah, yeah. it does. Yep. Three FCS games that day. But I remember. I think we got about 30 seconds, guys. Shall we wrap it up? I think so. All right. This has been. Yeah, we should. Well, this has been three of the four SDS fanatics here. We got Dakota Collins, Jeff Wigton, and myself, Adam Willie. Thank you for listening. And hopefully, next time we can get Preston Adams in here to join us. We'll see Have you guys week, later. Guys. Yep. You too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Space. Some regions are vast and empty, other areas we call closets. Fortunately, Kevin from the Container Store has answers. Hmm, right. Kevin, what gives you the power over space? I'd say Alpha Customizable Closets. With free design and Alpha's adjustable shelving and drawers, I can create space in any size closet. Kevin, master of space and closets. Or just Kevin. Plus, right now, save 30% on Alpha and installation and earn up to $500 in credit through February 10th. At the Container Store, where space comes from. Where is that music coming from? Space. Some regions are vast and empty, other areas we call closets. Fortunately, Kevin from the Container Store has answers. Hmm, right. Kevin, what gives you the power over space? I'd say Alpha Customizable Closets. With free design and Alpha's adjustable shelving and drawers, I can create space in any size closet. Kevin, master of space and closets. Or just Kevin. Plus, right now, save 30% on Alpha and installation and earn up to $500 in credit through February 10th. At the Container Store, where space comes from. Where is that music coming from?